Welcome to the latest episode in COVID-19 Business in Focus, where we explore the business impacts of coronavirus. I'm Rowena Morris, a director at PwC, and I'll be your host for this series. Coronavirus has transformed the way we work, and while half the UK population is able to work from home, this doesn't come without its challenges, including an increase in cybersecurity threats. Similarly, cybercriminals will be capitalising on confusion and uncertainty as we all adjust to new ways of doing business. In this episode, we'll be looking at the potential risks and discuss how you can protect your organisation and your people. I'm delighted to be joined by my colleagues from our cybersecurity business today, Sean Sutton and Rachel Mullen. Hi, Irina. Hi, thanks for inviting us today. No problem. Welcome to our virtual studio. Um, so if we kick off, first of all, by thinking about what does the cyber threat uh, landscape look like right now? Well, overall for us, um, what we've been seeing is uh, kind of almost business as usual for the uh, cyber attackers uh, in terms of the tactics that they're using and uh, who they're targeting. So they're using the same kind of malware that they would ordinarily be using, um, and they're still using spear phishing as a, as a way to sort of get into um, networks. But what has been shifting has been the increase in the malicious activity that's themed around COVID-19, which is perhaps unsurprising, and that it's certainly very clear that criminals are exploiting the situation. One of the things that they've been doing is mimicking uh, legitimate organisations, uh, such as government departments or health bodies that you might be expecting them to mimic. We're all expecting information and updates from those kind of organisations. And so cyber attackers using those kind of um, themes um, is perhaps not unusual uh, as it increases the likelihood that we might click on a, a link or open an attachment. So it's really highlighting that social engineering is a particular risk at the moment. So very much leaning into that kind of, I guess, human factor. We get asked a little bit about targeting, focusing on particular regions. And I think one of the things to remember is that quite a lot of cyber attacks can be, I guess, border agnostic. And it's very much global targeting is, is a large part of what we're seeing, uh, particularly if you're thinking in sort of that cyber criminal um, space where some of the really uh, low hanging fruit uh, would be wide ranging sort of spam campaigns. And that's sort of continuing. Overall, the sophistication, I think, of what we're seeing is varied, but one of the areas that we've been particularly concerned about has been ransomware. Uh, over the last year, it's been a, a big trend in any case, um, and it certainly doesn't seem to be dying down. And at a time when it's like really critical for certain uh, sectors to be available and to be operating, ransomware could be a particularly uh, effective way for cyber criminals to meet their objectives. Um, and this cyber criminals uh, started exploiting COVID-19 fairly early in the piece, at least as early as January 2020. Okay, thanks, Rachel. Very helpful summary. Um, so, Sean, moving on to you. So, can we talk a little bit around what the main security threats are that are emerging? Yeah, there's, there's certainly been uh, a few different threats that have emerged, but perhaps just to pick up on on a couple that we've we've really seen quite consistently with a lot of our, our clients. Um, clearly, there's been a lot of disruption to workforce and also supply chains as well. And the, the risk there is increasing vulnerability to some of the old threats and, and, and areas of exposure that might exist. So, for example, vulnerabilities can quite easily start to creep back into an environment if security basics like patching are neglected or, or slowed down. Uh, and or, or organizations might also not be able to effectively detect cyber attacks if their security teams are really stretched or if, in fact, they're going off unwell as well during this period. And I think going forward, we'll, we'll probably see 
a real change in organizations cyber risk landscape you know obviously there's been a lot of changes over the last few weeks with organizations moving to remote working um but the the decisions and the moves that have been made over the last few weeks as tactical changes quite quite possibly will become the strategic position going forward you know it's quite hard to reverse some of those changes once they're in place and once people have got used to them so i think the threat landscape around some of those changes will actually also really refocus what security needs to think about over the next few months i think just to pick up on some of that changing behavior like the shift to remote working and the potential prioritization of business operations is really starting to bring about immediate risks um, and if you look at some of the malicious activity that we've already been seeing, it's targeting technology that we would be using for remote working, particularly if you consider that there's a lot of tools or, or applications that we might be using that may be unfamiliar to a lot of us. So collaboration platforms are uh, an obvious one, as is sort of the virtual private network in terms of being able to reach back into your, your internal network from your home. And it, a simple maybe a, a smaller attack that might occur on the capacity of your virtual private networks or denial of service might have a potentially greater impact um, than maybe it ordinarily would uh, when the, that kind of availability is really a key part of um, what we need to do to keep operating as businesses. We've also seen an, a bit of an uptick in the activity, sort of the malicious activity, at the same time that there's been a like, reduction in potential visibility for security teams. So if you think about the move to different system ways of working, or even just the different kinds of endpoints. So even bring your own device type systems, there may be potential gaps for security operations teams in what they're able to, to see, therefore to prevent and respond to. So lots of things to consider. How should businesses reduce the risks of home working? And maybe Sean, if you could take that one. There's, there's a number of things that uh, different organisations can, can, can do. Um, clearly, with uh, a big shift to remote working, one of the main areas of focus has certainly been around extending uh, secure remote access, whether that's by standing up additional uh, VPN capacity or looking to third parties um, to provide that, that additional secure connection. Um, I think monitoring the, the remote access as well is, is really important, looking for uh, unusual behavior or, or different logon activity, um, perhaps in Active Directory or at the boundary, I think gives you a, another way of um, potentially identifying uh, if something's happening uh, or starting to happen within your environment. I would say also looking at protections in and around distributed denial of service. You know, there's a bit of tools and, and mechanisms to implement a denial of service attack. And I think at the moment that, that could have a real um, detrimental impact on, uh, on an organization, especially if they're already stretched. Uh, as we touched on before. Um, I think it's important as, as best you can to maintain some of those strong authentication controls, certainly with some of the clients we've spoken to uh, over the last few weeks, you know, they've had to almost detune or remove some of the multi-factor authentication to enable users to connect to business systems. But that's okay if, if it's the only decision that, that you can make that will enable the business to continue to operate. But the flip side then is to make sure you're putting some additional security control in place. Maybe that's monitoring or, or maybe it's something else. But also, I think it's important not to forget it's not just the connection to the corporate systems that's important. It, you need to consider what data is on the end user device. You know, how, how is the, the end user machine set up from a security perspective? Um, and don't underestimate the need for um, reinforcing uh, end user awareness as well, perhaps through phishing campaigns or, or certainly identifying some of the the threats that are out there and, and helping users understand that, that being vigilant now is really important. 
and sort of building on what we were talking about earlier, but it feels like there's so many different things for businesses to be considering at the moment. And with everyone having to react really quickly on a day-to-day -day basis, um, everyone's on high alert all the time, but what risks does that create for, for people and for businesses? Well, if you think about the fact that COVID-19 is very much a part of all of our lives, whether that be our business life or our personal life, I know for, certainly from my perspective, I'm always looking for the more information. Uh, I'm expecting a lot of information around that. So there's a there's threats are more likely to be socially engineered, um, taking advantage of that particular climate. So there's a really human element to the kind of risks that we're seeing. And as people, we're more likely to click on links um, or attachments that look like they come from um, organizations that are legitimate organizations. So the more that the malicious activity looks and feels like it's coming from something that we're expecting, or it looks very much like um, the graphic that we're expecting to see, the, the more likely it is that we'll click on it and potentially something malicious. That's certainly been something that we've seen a sort of a shift in terms of the malicious lures that we're seeing is starting to look a little bit more convincing and more authentic. And you're talking to organisations, just to pick up on Sean's point around the self-awareness training, um, that's certainly been one area that I think has been a discussion point for a lot of organisations. We're all experiencing a really high tempo of alerts and there's a really high volume of communication. So it becomes this kind of consideration of do you pause the programs you have in place to sort of provide self-awareness or to test the phishing or do you bring it back into place knowing that there's potentially a broader risk around and there's a bit of a balance to be struck in terms of that to avoid people becoming blasé about uh, what they're seeing and, and what's coming through on, on their, their emails or their phones or whatever other devices. It definitely feels like a very careful balance um, to be struck. So how can businesses protect themselves against these new threats? Well, I think really it's probably worth bearing in mind that I guess many of the changes that we're making now are going to affect um, organisations, their, their risk landscape going forward. And Sean's already uh, mentioned that earlier. Um, so one of the things with sort of rapid IT change is that you can start to bring in um, systems or, or devices where controls maybe have been relaxed or removed to ensure that they can do what you need them to do at the time. So as we go forward, ensuring that uh, those controls are either put back in place may become important or doing some something to check whether there are risks that you've introduced that maybe you didn't have before. So that might need a potential adjustment in the detection and response methods that are in place. I particularly consider, uh, I guess, our behaviours have changed and we might start to rely on a lot of this new technology. So it becomes something that we need to consider as we go forward that it, it has the same level of security we would ordinarily have anticipated it having um, if it wasn't rolled out as rapidly. At the same time, that might require some sort of find and fix type activities. So kind of really testing to see is there, actually, is there vulnerabilities that maybe we didn't know about before it got put into place? And if there is, how can we mitigate that? Touching, I guess, a little bit back on um, security teams that maybe they have a, a, like less visibility, but they may also be short-staffed or repurposed at this point. So they might have had their, their focus shifted a little bit to do other business activities um, and support the business in other ways. That could potentially be hindering effective detection and response. So this is probably a really good opportunity to consider whether there's an augmentation that's needed for teams or whether there's some sort of surge support um, capability that organisations might have in place um, to support in such a situation. I guess for me, what it really boils down to is that a lot of the short-term decisions that are being made now by businesses are going to be part of their long-term strategies, whether or not that's what they want it to be at, at this point in time. 
That's a really good point and definitely something we should all be keeping in mind. So going back and, and well, thinking through about the longer term strategy, Sean, how should businesses be planning for the future? It's a really interesting point, I think, because, you know, obviously no one has a crystal ball at the moment. And whilst we're all hoping that things improve and, and we can get back to, to uh, normal, whatever new normal might be, you know, I think that there's, there's uh, quite a bit of planning that would need to go into where we are now and, and how things evolve and then how we start to, um, to perhaps remobilize into um, standard ways of working or new ways of working. Um, I think perhaps there's, there's a couple of things that, that might be quite obvious. Um, so I would expect we'll see um, maybe more uh, acceleration or adoption of cloud um, as clearly a way to, to build more resilience into an organization. Um, I do actually think that there might also be um, some redefinition of what a resilient organization looks like. You know, I think we've learned over the last few weeks that whilst we can have plans in place and, and great security uh, built up around our organization, you know, the last few weeks has really demonstrated how um, actually sometimes you no, know, those plans don't quite address the need and, and therefore taking lessons learned out, out of the, the period that we've just gone through. And really looking at those and considering what resilience means for an organization, I think will be you know, an activity that, that lots of um, lots of our clients work through, the same as, as we are as well. Um, I think potentially expansion of, of ecosystem business models. So looking where suppliers have really been able to step up and, and help um, through security or by provision of additional services or whatever it might be. Um, but I actually think embracing that ecosystem is perhaps also a, a key area to consider and, and really would, would link back to, you know, looking at what a resilient business actually is. Uh, I think one thing's perhaps really, um, really evident in that security has definitely been able to, to step forward over the last few weeks and help businesses move quickly, but in a secure way to embrace different technology and new ways of collaborating. I think that's a real positive for, for security. So yet again, I think that the role of security and certainly the role that security plays within a resilient organization in the future, I think is changing. And again, we've certainly seen that within, you know, within our own firm. So I would say that you know, my, my final thoughts are very much that resilience and, and organizational change has, has happened very quickly over the last few weeks there's lots of positives in and around some of the challenges and that security is absolutely knitted into the fabric of of resilience and and i think will be key going forward that's a really helpful summary thank you sean thanks rachel and um, hopefully everyone has found that helpful so thank you very much for listening if you'd like to know more about the themes that we discussed in this episode a range of our cyber security insights are available on our website if you go to pwc.co.uk forward slash covid19 we hope you'll join us next time where we're going to be focusing on cash flow management and rapid cost reduction. So please do subscribe to keep up to date with all of our latest episodes. Thanks, everyone. And until next time, please do stay safe and look after yourselves and your families. Mm -hmm.